Welcome back to Six Man Radio. I am your host, David Sanchez. With me, as always, is Brandon Angelo. Brandon, before I ask you how your day was, like I always do, we already have a special guest on the show. He is the Fox Soccer, he's a Fox Soccer pundit, commentator of NYCFC, and he's a former pro. But more importantly, he's my friend, Ian Joy. How are we doing, boss? Hey, buddy. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on. You know, we need to start getting more special guests on. And I'm like, all right, I've known Ian Joy for quite a while. Let's see if he goes. I'm just surprised you didn't have me pay you. <laughs> Listen, it's rarely that I do anything for free, so you're just lucky you're my friend. <laughs> Love it. Well, let's get right into it. Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund played each other on Saturday, and I'll be honest with you. Not only have I, I haven't remembered a Bundesliga match I've had so much fun watching, I haven't enjoyed the Bundesliga like this in so long. You were obviously on the call for the game with your friend Keith Costigan. It was uh, by far game of the season so far. So what did you take away from this game? Um, listen, it's a big one. I think it's one of those matches that always has hype, it always has the media behind it. There's always a great deal of expectation, but more often than not, when you do these matches or you go to watch a match, the game sort of lets you down. And it's happened in this classic or many times before. And um, this was the best one I've witnessed for a very, very long time. And it's not only the best classic between the two sides, it's the best game in the Bundesliga I've witnessed for a long time. And probably one of the greatest matches I've witnessed this season. So it never disappointed us this time around. There was so many top-class performances. Um, I take away a lot from the game, considering that Bayern played incredibly well in the first 45 minutes. They were back to dominating Borussia Dortmund. They had a lot more possession. They created the better chances and probably should have scored more goals than they did do. And, of course, when you go in at halftime with only that slight advantage, there's always a chance that the other team will get back into the game. The other thing I took from this game is that this Borussia Dortmund team is for real. Even when you think that they're down and out, when you think that they're beaten, when you think that they've got nothing left in them, nothing left in the tank, they've still got that extra gear. There's a lot of youngsters in that Dortmund side, and they came good in the second half. They were so much fun to watch play. And I would have to say that they destroyed Bayern in that second half. It was one of the best team performances I've seen from them for a while. I have to agree with you on that. It's almost like uh, it's in the Dortmund DNA to play attractive, you know, free-flowing attacking football, and I loved it. After this game, this leaves them four points ahead of Marching Gladbach, not even Bayern Munich. Bayern sits in fifth on 20 points, seven behind Dortmund. There's been talks about a major overhaul going around going uh, uh, around Bayern after this season. Uh, you've obviously spent time with the team, with Niko Kovac and other players like Hamas. Is any, is, is any of this surprising to you? Um, it does. It surprised me that Bayern didn't spend any more money than they did during the, the summer transfer window. I mean, they are a team that is notoriously big spenders for um, the Bundesliga. They always try to have the best players, and even though they did make some decent signings on free transfers and, of course, spending money on youngsters, it's still not good enough for Bayern if they're not competing at the top of the table and, and looking like they're the best team in Germany. And right now, as you mentioned, they're sitting in fifth place, which is simply not good enough for Bayern. Um, so I've been surprised that they haven't been more active in the transfer window. I think we'll see that happen, certainly in the winter. But what do you do? I mean, the problem is, is that it's not necessarily a coaching change that's been the big problem. Last year, at the same stage, they were struggling. They fired Ancelotti, and then things all of a sudden turned back around to work in their favor. The players got their act together. And this time around, the players have to look in the mirror and recognize it's their responsibility. There's a great deal of experience in that team, especially the team that started at the weekend that just didn't perform. And the first 45 minutes, we must accept that they were the better side. and They could have scored two or three goals. And they yeah, probably I would agree with you there, yeah. But the individual mistakes that they're making are costing them dearly. Boateng is not at his best. Matsumo played when he was sick, and he probably shouldn't have played, but... He takes responsibility for that. I still think he's not at his best. Manuel Neuer's making mistake after mistake, which is so uncharacteristic, but we recognize he spent a year out of the game with injury, so he's not back to his best yet. I, I felt the best player on the uh, team outside of Lewandowski was Leon Goretzka. I thought it was one of his better performances, but they're nowhere near where they need to be, and they've got time to try and get it correct because this is happening 11 games and plenty of games left for them to get it right. All right, moving over to Borussia. Uh, as a U.S. soccer fan, one of the biggest things on my mind that I'm always watching for is Pulisic. 
lately we've seen Sancho really taking off. Should I really be worried about Sancho uh, taking the playing time away from Pulisic? Well, you should be worried the fact that Christian Pulisic is not playing in a game like this. I mean, this is obviously disappointing, but the fact is they play so many matches. I mean, they just came off the plane from Madrid after getting beat at Atletico. Um, They were away to Wolfsburg not even seven days before. And they also had the DFP Pokal game, which they had to play. And then their record this season has been pretty good. Christian Pulisic is is a star player, and he could potentially be a world-class player. But he's still got a lot to learn. This kid is still only 20 years old. And the fact that he's only started, what, four times this season for Borussia Dortmund is something that he should be worried about. Because this is a kid who should want to play every single game, which I'm sure he does should be demanding that he gets more playing time, which is difficult to do when you're a youngster. And also recognizing that maybe not all the starts are going to happen in the Bundesliga for him. You know, he plays a lot in the Champions League. He's playing in the German Cup and he's playing his fair share. And he has to understand that at the same time, he can be frustrated that this is a talented Borussia Dortmund side. There's a new coach there to impress, which he has to try and do. And a lot of these youngsters, Brun Larsen, who started at the weekend, Sancho, who started at the weekend, are very, very good players. And he has to be patient. At the same time, he still has to try and push himself to the next level. This is part and parcel of playing at the elite level. A lot of players don't like the situation, and they try to move club. Christian Pulisic will be best suited at Borussia Dortmund right now because he's going to get enough playing time to prove to the coach that he's the real deal. Ian, we know you're a busy man, so we'll let you go soon. But before you go... Your NYCFC were kicked out of the uh, MLS Cup playoffs yesterday, uh, losing 4-1 on aggregate to Atlanta United. Before we get into the macro and the major issues with the team, why can't my boy Jonathan Lewis get a game? Uh, it's a great question. I mean, um, I got to know him a little bit, just obviously by the training ground, spending some time around the team. And you can tell this kid is a very, very good kid. He's got a big heart. He wants to play. He's frustrated that he's not playing. Um, and he's the type of kid that can potentially push himself into um, a starting role if he was consistent and got consistent playing time. But the problem is you're playing at a team that has a lot of experienced players. They have a new coach who's relying heavily on experience. And it's very, very difficult for um, a, a kid like Jonathan to get his opportunity to play week in and week out. And even coming off the bench, it's difficult to be able to do that. So... I give him a lot of credit for going on loan and um, obviously trying to have an impact being on loan. Um, at Louisville, he took that opportunity, and I respect that because he knew he wasn't getting enough playing time. So I give him a lot of credit for getting some games in before the end of the USL season. Um, and New York are going to have to reshuffle, and you just hope that he's a part of the squad going forward because this team needs to spend some money. They need to try and get competitive because having youngsters is one thing in the squad, but you've got to have youngsters who are pushing the experienced players in the first team for starting spots because that's where the competitiveness comes in and that's where the first 11 gets better. The first 11 wasn't good enough this year and Jonathan Lush certainly should have had more playing time. It didn't happen and you just hope that his future is still in New York because he's been there a few years now. Um, We'll see what happens uh, next season. Ian, thank you so much for coming on. It really means a lot to me and Brandon. I hope, you're, you. I hope you're staying safe in Los Angeles with all those fires. Yep, everything's good here. I'm a good 15 miles away. It's, uh, it's not nice to see what's happening. Obviously, send all our love and prayers to everybody who's going through it. I know our good friend Eric Winalda, is, uh, he lost his house in the fire, which is, I'm devastated for. So anybody who's listening out there, I want to send some love to Eric Winalda. Do it on Twitter. All right, Ian, thank you so much. I'll, uh, I'll be talking to you this week. You got it, brother. Take Appreciate care. it. Thanks, Ian. All right, have Later, a good All right, that was very nice. Thank you again, wow, that Ian was great Joy. You know, I, great I, guest. I'm going to shout out Ian Joy. He's been my mentor since about like 2014. He's given me so much advice and help throughout the years, and it's going to pay off one day. So, again, Ian, thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on to some NBA action. And there's two major storylines I want to get to. One's bigger than the other, but I think I'm going to start off with the smaller one just because it's been a favorite topic of me and yours Uh Really, throughout six man radio history, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony has been told by the Rockets that his time is coming to an end, and that most, that many in the franchise believe that he's played his last game for Houston. Uh, why is it taking so long to, for them to just go through it? Like, why can't they just come? Like, I love that they're just hanging him out there and just like maybe give him a little bit of hope, but 
it's pretty clear he's done with the Rockets. This is going to be it. And I am so happy to hear it, by the way. You know, I am too. Are you? Okay, so before we get into um, his actual play style and the reason why the Rockets don't like him, we can get into the numbers. I'm kind of getting mad about, like, Dwayne Wade and LeBron. And, and well, Stephen Jackson's not playing anymore. But Dwayne and LeBron are like, oh, stop trying to scapegoat Melo. Like, give him a chance. You guys are trying to make him the fall guy. I'm like, all right, get Pat Riley and have Carmelo play for the Heat. Go get him. Why don't you get Magic Johnson to sign up Melo for the Lakers if you guys love him so much and thinks he has still quality? Go get him. They can talk like that, but throughout Melo's career, none of them have made an effort to trade or sign him off free agency. Because they're good friends who want to hype him up and everything. Banana boat but, crew. But they don't actually believe that he's still got it in him. No. They know he's done at you. And it's weird to say that, like, would you say that he doesn't have, like, a place in this league? I definitely think you could make that argument. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds ludicrous, but when you when you look at it, he's a digressing player whose style of basketball doesn't fit today's game. But the biggest problem of that is he thinks he's still old Mello. The mentality is different. It's his, bi- it's his, his biggest issue. And his basketball hasn't changed. No, not at all. Not it's, in- it's still has he has he jab step jab step mid range pull up. Yeah. So I think that's more of the issue than his playing style. If he were able to accept the type of player that he could be now, then he'd be able to. I mean, <laughs> Vince Carter's still got a job in this league. So like, if you really, <laughs> if you really, if he looked at himself in the mirror and analyzed it, yeah, he'd be able to. But it's just Carmelo being I mean, stay mellow. He's averaging 13 points a game off 40% shooting. I don't even know how many minutes he's playing because he's not starting. Um, we kind of hoped that he would be this, you know, he would be this veteran leader in his 15th year, leading the second team off the bench. But as I said before, his mentality, and there's like, there's nothing like, out of that draft in 2003, the only player still balling is LeBron, and he's an outlier. Yeah. Like Wade has digressed, but he's accepted his role as a bench player. Uh, Luke Walton's a coach now. He's uh, he's been out of the league. I don't know where Darko Milicic is. Chris Bosh retired, maybe. Well, yeah, health issues. Yeah, but he didn't want to though. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. Was he a one and done at Q's? I, I think Wade played. Okay. What? Didn't Wade play I like, feel like two years in in Marquette? I don't know if he was a one and done. Hold on. D Wade wasn't a one and done. I definitely not. That much. No, he played a couple years at Marquette, maybe three, but I'm not confident in saying that. Uh, so what happens now? They would have to trade him. You know, the trade deadline doesn't. No, it was a one and done. I didn't know that. Mello? Yeah. Yeah, he led him to the I thought he played. I know that. I thought it was in his second year, though. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, where now? What do the Rockets do? The Rockets clearly want to move on. Rockets Should are going to move hey, on. I, I, let me pose you this question. I, Should <laughs> Mello retire? As ludicrous as it sounds, I don't, people see, are posing is, I don't think question. it's that ludicrous. He's 34 years old, and, I mean, he's getting to that point in his career. Like, he can't just keep moving around the league off of name recognition alone if he's not producing. Are you scared that he's going to go to the Lakers? Yes, I'm terrified. <laughs> Talk about the worst influence for all these young players to grow under. Carmelo. And you, Bron wants to pull that trigger over there. No, he doesn't. Well, also, LeBron is no- so smart to know that Melo would be a I – like, listen, this word gets thrown around a lot around Melo, but it's true. He's a cancer to, the, to a team. His yeah. play style – like, listen – Melo's a great scoring talent, but I think the one game that sums up Melo perfectly is when he dropped 60 points. He had zero assists. <laughs> Stay Melo. Um, what I thought was interesting, did you see what Kyrie Irving said uh, about yesterday? The, about the, they need a vet. Uh, They're in need of a vet who has like 14 or 15 years on him. You know has 14 or 15 years on him? Melo. Melo. So I don't know if Kyrie's calling out for help all the way to Melo. That would be interesting to me. No idea how he fits into that Celtics team. Don't know why they would need him. He's the polar opposite of what Stevens want. Uh, good three-pointers who are good at defense. I, I, don't, I don't understand how it works, but I don't know if Kyrie's just trying to destroy that franchise or something. I don't know if he's just bored. I don't know what's going on there. That one really confused me. Also, why is Kyrie begging for uh, a veteran to come yeah, over Alfred there? Horford. He wanted to get away from LeBron, and he gets his time to shine, and he's oh, begging for He's been heading so to his third contract. Kyrie made a mistake. I'm not, I'm not saying he made a mistake. It makes sense, but, like, own it. For some reason, he's now no, trying to no, run away from it. he's trying to get, like, a Tyson Chandler on the team, which I get. He doesn't want a LeBron. Like, yeah, LeBron will give him the leadership, but he will also dominate the team, which I understand. Listen, Kyrie Irving was born in Australia. Sorry, I just saw that pop up on my computer. He was? What? Was this, I think his dad was in the military. 
So maybe he was just uh, he moved around a lot. I think that's true. That one threw me off. But uh, b- fact check that. No, no, it's fact checked. Like it's no, true. no, no. I know he was born in Australia. I'm not doubting that. But what did his dad do? His dad. Had oh, to be... you want me to look up his dad? His history? dad had to be in the military if he was born in Australia. They couldn't just live. I, it probably was, but like he couldn't just live in Australia. He's a former BU. Oh, I think like he played basketball that... in Australia. There you go. So he wasn't in the military. Nice All right. try. All right. Well, his dad played uh, basketball in Australia. Um, I'm sure it's a nice place to live. They could have just I moved out. I get why Kyrie there. left. All right. Like I'm starting to get pissed off by LeBron. And I've been his biggest you unwavering should, because supporter. he might be done out here. You were talking about how Wade and Melo are done. I don't know. All right, well, I don't know. we'll get to that later. Uh, let's talk about the actual big story. Uh, Jimmy Bu- <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. So our love story with the news of Jimmy Butler's tales and practice. I'm pissed. They're done. This sucks. So uh, that's why I waited to, you know, squeeze that in after. Uh, Jimmy Butler got traded to the Sixers for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, in a 2022 second-round pick. Sixers had a lick on that deal. I don't know if it's possible for both teams to lose a trade, but I think both did. How do you figure the 76ers did? Because, one, they're still I still think they're the third-best team in the East. Would you agree? No. Continue. Uh, on they, with your reasons. They gave away two of their best wins. I mean, you think the Raptors are about a— No, wait. Is it Raptors that yeah, you Raptors, think are going to win the Raptors. East? Bugging. All right, well, it's, it's not – I don't think they're – okay, we'll get to that later. Okay, stop trying to make me digress. Uh, they, <laughs> I'm the just Sixers, saying. The Sixers gave away their two best wing players, their best, their two best 3 and D guys in Sarge and Covington, who probably worked well with the team. Uh, and they're bringing a guy – Jimmy Butler's, by the way, is not young. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah, he's, it's been – well, it's a minute now. I don't know how – he's might be pushing 30, definitely in his late 20s. I'll he is. Looking. He's sneaky, about to be 30, like – very low key, and he's twenty nine. Yeah, he's twenty nine. He turns thirty in September. Uh, Sneaky old. So listen, I I've been a huge proponent of going all in and getting the superstar and trying to win now, which is what they're trying to do, and I respect it. Um, I don't think this was the trade that's going to do it though. That's why I think they lost. They they're, so they. What? Who would you have wanted them to trade for? I don't know. I would have definitely tried to make a hard push for LeBron in free agency. See, I just I don't think they gave up that much, so I think I think it's definitely worth it. But who's it. their starting lineup now? See, Simmons. That's what's interesting. Simmons, Redick. Simmons just throws everything off because you you don't even know where he, to play yeah, that guy. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you don't know how to. He's six ten. What do you what do you he do can, with them? He can handle the ball, but he can't shoot. Sometimes he plays the four. Like I don't know what to think. He's about. Australian, sleeping with Kendall Jenner. I don't know. That guy's got a lot going on. Like way too much for me. Apparently, him and Embiid don't mesh well to like together either. They don't mess with each other off the court. No. That could be an issue. In the that's future. you st- trying to start beef. So it would be, uh, excuse me, Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, Butler. Who would be the four, and then Embiid? <laughs> and and starting Reddick's a stretch too, yeah, because Reddick's been in the league forever, and I know, he, and he's the only shooter. They don't have any consistent shooting. Markel Fultz, dude, Markel, shoot the three. Uh, dude, and I was gonna bring him up, bro. Did you see him pump fake on the bro, free throw? I'm like wild confused about that. Why was he pump faking on a free throw? How is that a part of your shot? Like, who's teaching him that? I guess uh, to get back to my earlier point, I guess Amir Johnson would be there for, but still quality. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they got Markel they, off the fence. They don't have a lot of sh- they don't have a lot of shooting on on this team. Their roster doesn't impress me that much. Um, again, you want to go all in, and I mean Wilson Chandler might start. He has a dope neck tattoo, so maybe that'll work. I'm down with that. Let's talk about Markel Fultz. <laughs> the goat. The most peculiar case of the NBA for the past twenty years. He's just the a number mental one, midget. This number one pick out of Washington. Forgot how to play basketball overnight. That see, that's literally just what it is, though. Like, I do, I feel like people say it as a joke, but he actually he like, this is completely just and mental. we still like, don't know he why. Can't convert it like head to like the actual body mechanics of it, and, and we don't it's know why. Wild, we don't know why. I don't know. something wrong. Maybe shoulder. Like there was rumors about getting short, uh, fluid drained out of his shoulder. I think that was just to buy time during that, during that time frame, though. Like I don't think there was anything actually wrong with his shoulder. Yeah, it, wasn't there issues with like his dad training him or something like that? So he got I daddy I, issues. I feel like I've I heard is that, that. Markel's issue. Daddy issues. Daddy issues. Yeah, that's what kind of what it seems like. You to hate me. to see it. No, because I remember I saw a video on Twitter this week of him playing at Washington. Yeah, and he was so nice. Yeah, I also saw someone talking about it today, and it was basically like Markel was obviously 
amazing in college and everything, but he's very ball dominant. So like it might not be meshing well with the Sixers because he has other players on his team. He's playing in Washington. Like he could do whatever the hell he wanted to. Um he didn't have to worry I about would anything. agree with that point if I didn't see him dribble a basketball. He looks like Bambi on ice. Bro, it's his ugly. shot is ugly. Man. I just don't I don't get it. And it's, it's ugly and like it isn't going in really either. Like his shots. Are if it just goes not in, it's working. like how I make a basket. Bro, he tossed one. He tossed them a three the other day with probably the ugliest mechanics oh, I've ever seen. Bo- it hit the bottom of the it base hit of the, the rim. Bottom, and I was like, "What?" No, is it hit going? the bottom of the base of the rim. I want everyone to think about that. The bottom of the base of the rim. I... That is nuts. I could have. I. I and now he's. And like. Listen, and now he's got good guy listen, Jimmy Butler coming know, over to help I, him out. I know you make fun of me when I say I like I could be a shortstop in the MLB. I Jesus honestly Christ. think I can shoot a, bas- a basketball better than Markel Fultz. <laughs> I won't agree with that, but I won't disagree with it. Okay, that's the best so, I can hope for. Is that good enough? <laughs> I mean, look, he's only averaging nine points this year off 42% shooting, 30% from three, <laughs> 11.7 PER. What's his free throw percentage? Oh, God, 60%. I feel like Shaq has a better record than that. He doesn't. I don't think Lonzo has a better one than that, so I should probably stop chatting. Well, that's a good segue. Let's talk about the Lakers. Uh, Signed Tyson Chandler after he got bought out by the Suns. He's already making an impact. I want to pose you this question, though, because one thing Six Man Radio fans need to know is that me and Brandon really don't talk about what we're talking about before the show because we like it to be authentic, real conversation. We just let it rip. Because when me and Brandon lived with each other last year— we would just have all these conversations just in our room. So I'm like, all right, let's put this on there. And now look at us. Is LeBron digressing? <laughs> um, you already know my answer to that, obviously. LeBron is digressing. He continues to be unable to shoot free throws, and he's awful uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Well, we, so, we know yes. we, we know his three his th- his free throws, especially at the end of games. Look, has been he's sucks. been his whole career. So. That has been. So I guess it's not that. That has been. That's been consistent. Sure. You can like yeah. He's consistently bad at free throws. Good for you, goat. Not my goat. All right. So he's averaging twenty six seven and seven off fifty percent shooting. (laughs) He has good stats. All right. Yeah. He has good stats. But if you like look at his play, there there's one thing I notice is that his creativity on the ball is kind of lessened, and I don't know if it's because he's playing off the ball a little bit more. He's but also just, I feel like, like me and you were kind of yelling about it the other night. I remember he pulled up from three, from like far yeah, out of the close game. For shot. It's he's like settled. lazy almost. Like and he doesn't feel like driving in and earning the points. I don't know. So it's weird. this is where his free throw percentage can be a factor in this because he's probably settling for more jump shots So because rather than driving and getting fouled, which he mm-hmm. probably will because he's 6'8", 250. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to overreact. But there hasn't been a game this year where I've seen LeBron and I said, that's the best player in the league. And I don't think that's unfair. That's unbelievable for you to say. And listen, I, 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 I want to be objective about LeBron. That's always trying to do. Maybe I fanboy him a lot. And I, I don't think I've ever gotten too down on him. But I'm trying to be objective. I can see the tears dropping down your eyes right now. <laughs> but, the, but point me a game where you said, you know what? That's the undisputed greatest player in the world. Because that's what we think of him. Is that because he's playing on the same court as Lonzo? Yes. Does that? <laughs> I think that might have an effect. Uh, Either that or playing on the same court as JaVel McGee. Because JaVel McGee is a beast this season. Um, yeah, maybe. Those are, these are all possible. I mean, I'd rather talk about the god JaVel McGee than LeBron at this point. So if <laughs> does that answer your question? Yes. Yes. All right, let's move on. And I want to move on to a subject where I usually hate talking about it. But, uh, oh my word. Do Duke have a great college basketball team? I Whoa. I am I am I like cricket more than college basketball. You don't like oh, that's I a hyperbole. No, I forgot we had this argument about you not liking March Madness. That's that's oh, a hyperbole. My head hurts. That's a hyperbole, obviously. But dude, I saw Duke. Cricket's play. wild, confusing. I ever saw, actually watched it? No. Nah. <laughs> that thing is. I have. I went to a you game. Will, you will never catch. I was out in England game. and I, there was like a free game over at the cricket grounds over in London. I went out there. I was watching it. I like. I had no idea what was going on. Like, not even a slight hint of what was happening. Like, all of a sudden, they were switching sides, and I'm like, w- w- nothing happened. Like, why is this going on? Very confusing game. Um, Continue, sorry. I think this Duke team may be the, the catalyst in, in my turn 
this might be it. Basketball. Zion Dude. is unbelievable Zion to watch. Zion Williamson. Like, listen, I... First of all, I just want to say, people <laughs> who thought that Zion was just all highlights and stuff like well, that... He was no, dunking over 5'5 five, five well, white boys. First of all, those highlights were still six. So even if he was just highlights, <laughs> that man's wild. Second of all, I feel like they weren't paying attention to the fact that he still played AAU ball and stuff like that was playing against top-notch talent. And also, he was the second-ranked player in the nation. Like, even if he has these highlights, he's still a quality basketball player. The scouts don't just look at the highlights of his dunks. Like, they watched him play. Like, Imagine, I don't know why. People thought the scouts were just watching his dunk videos and drove me nuts. Imagine uh, if a scout's like, yeah, Zion's good, but look what he's dunking over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, think. Right. Sometimes people got to think. Uh,. We'll talk about, like, listen, R.J. Barrett's probably the better player. R.J. Barrett's the best player out of all of them. But, dude, I wouldn't, it's kind of like the draft last year where the NFL draft where Darnold's probably a better quarterback, but Baker had that it factor. Yeah. I would definitely draft Zion number one. I mean, he's, he's NBA ready, he's bro. He's putting seats. He's six eight, two eighty. He would be the hev- he would be the second heaviest player in the league right now behind Boban, and he's seven four. And thick. Are you for real? I swear to God, stat? that's a like real stat. That I swear to God, I've saw, I've seen that stat everywhere on Twitter. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I haven't, dude. Not okay. Like, listen, people can will say like, oh, and Zion can shoot. His shot's still not there yet. His shot's pretty ugly, to be honest. And but and once that, but it that, could that, be much worse for, for the way be he much plays worse. and stuff like it, that. It, he can listen, pull up and 100%, shoot a percent. Most players with that size probably wouldn't even pull up outside the paint. Nah. He is a physical freak, and I and I remember I got so mad at Steve Kerr because he did an interview. He's like, "Oh, he saw that guy with Zion. Like, I thought LeBron was a one-time thing. We have LeBron out here." And I'm like, "Dude, like, what, 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 dude? Z- Zion? He's unbelievable. Yeah, like, he's not LeBron because like LeBron when he came out of high school, we were like, yeah, he was six eight, two thirty at the time, and yeah. he could." We kind of liked him more because he was like smart with the ball and he had good passing and he was really creative. But he was, he was also big. At that point too, yeah. Zion is a I want to. I I want to watch every single Duke game this year. You're game. really buying in. This is I'm, cr- I'm all I in. I mean, they're just gonna be such a fun team to watch. And the thing is, like, I think people question were questioning not whether or not I guess they'd be good, but how good they would be. Oh, and that one good. of the biggest they're issues was, I mean, you're bringing in the top three players in the recruiting class. Who's mm-hmm. the third player? Uh, Cam Reddish, who is also a complete bowler. Okay. Um, what position does he play? Sorry. Uh, I was, I, I, every time I watch him play, I just. He, I just, my eyes go to Zion. I guess he's like a forward, but like he's, I mean, this is, it's the same thing with Barrett. Like he's basically running the one, but he's kind of big. Like he can be a forward too. So, yeah, so positionless, guess, positionless basketball. Pretty much. Yeah. But he's probably playing like the two, I guess. Dude, I mean, dude, I mean, I saw this man Zion block a shot dominantly, by the way. This yeah. wasn't like a, this wasn't like a deflection like Tyson Chandler the, the other day. This was like, he palmed it, took the ball up the court and then made a Magic Johnson-esque pass. Yeah, like bounce pass, like ninety degree. Like I loved it. Yeah, and but that's the thing about them is I thought it was going to take a little bit in terms of chemistry and everything like that because I mean when you're grabbing the three best players in the nation, like you're bound to have a little bit of that. Especially I mean if they weren't used to playing with all the superstars like that, it's nothing like that. Like they see the thing is their stats are all well balanced too. Last game, RJ Barrett twenty three points, Zion twenty seven. He had sixteen rebounds by the way. What? And then Reddish. <laughs> yeah, I saw that like sixteen <laughs> rebounds. And then Reddish had twenty five points. And the stat line was the exact same way for when they played Kentucky. It's just, it's unbelievable. And they still got Trey Jones, another top ten player in that recruiting class. Dude. dude so actually, ne- never mind. They, I don't know why I said Barrett was running the one. It's Trey Jones is running the will one. They, that was uh, stupid. Will they go undefeated this year? It's so early to say that, and it's really not easy for a team to go undefeated. Just say it. But, uh, they're going undefeated. Hell. Not they might. They, they're going undefeated. Uh, Can we talk we, about another college basketball player? No, because we forgot to gloss over this when we were talking about the NBA. Nope, I want to talk about this first. I'm going to. <sighs> I probably I, won't quick, know who it is. quick, quick. I probably won't know who it is. You right, def- so listen, I'll have you, you seen it. anything about Bobo? Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, you haven't seen Bobo play these first I've couple only, games? I've only, okay, I'll be fair. I've only seen the highlights. I haven't watched him play yet. But Bro, he's 7-3 and dude, his popping trays dribbling through everyone. I mean... Dude, he's running off screens like J.J. Redick. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, I don't even understand. It's sick. And um, he has the dopest name in, in college basketball. Bobo. Like, <laughs> come on. Bobo with the ball? <laughs> like, that's just... That's so sick. You can go back to here. I just wanted to highlight Bobo and the goat that he is. All right. You know how we are at six, man. Not really organized. We're going back to the NBA. Like you said earlier, 
I was just kind of sitting down with my friend earlier, earlier in the week, and I just kind of had this revelation. How have we not talked about the Raptors once on this podcast? Because I don't have an answer. I don't know why. Um, they have they have one, two, I, three, four. They have six guys averaging double digits. I'm still disappointed from them last year because I had them picked to win the East the whole entire year. That's your own damn fault. So, I mean, I'm just saying why I don't want to talk about them. Okay, so they and have— And I'm still mad about what they did to DeMar. They're kind of on, like, a suspension right now. Like, I can't talk about them giving publicity or anything like that. All right, so let me— let me just inform the listeners. Kawhi Leonard, still good at basketball. Thank I know you. we haven't seen him play a full game in two years, and we there was questions about him, you know, just but being— Kawhi still got it. Being a Spurs product and, you know, being under the Popovich system. Dude can ball. He's averaging 24.4 points a game. He's leading the team in steals with 1.7. And, th- th- like, we talked about the trade, oh, me and you, over the summer about the, with the Raptors and Spurs, how they mm-hmm. both won the trade, if you think about it, because— the Raptors improved their player from DeMar to Kawhi. And they got Danny Green. No one's talking about that. Yeah. Danny Green's averaging 10 points off ten points, um, pretty sure off the bench. Um, and they and they improved with Kawhi, as I said before. And the Spurs basically got better because Kawhi didn't play once last year, or he played a handful of times off the bench, and now they get DeMar, who's a su- who's an all-star in the East, but he's a superstar. Um, so he's a superstar. Come on. Not in the not in the West. He's Is he an all-star? It doesn't really change anything. Well, Maybe. If anything, he wouldn't be an all star, but he's still. Be, I guess he can't be a superstar. I think the East has gotten stronger now. Yeah, like Jimmy just hopped over. Stronger than the West. LeBron leaves and it gets stronger. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. They're running away. Um, okay, the Celtics are underperforming. I don't think that will last, so I'm not wavering away from my pick that the Celtics will make the finals. But I definitely Celtics will be fine. But I definitely think this Raptors team is better than the Sixers with Jimmy Butler. Uh, and we'll have to see how it works out. Obviously. But yeah, no, I'm going to hold judgment until we really see Jimmy out there. I mean, who knows? He might still dude, be on his on his reckless stuff. Dude, and they, he have, might just they be have six players averaging double around. digits, two players averaging 17. Kawhi, as I said, is averaging 24. I don't know their, the team's statistics on how they're, on how, what their defense is like. I'll pull that up right now. But I don't think it's out of the ordinary to say that they might win the East. I just think a team with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler – has uh, one of them can't. Shoot. I don't want to say have to go to the finals because the Celtics are also stacked up too. But that's why I put them. Ahead oh, they have the best. Oh, I just like the Raptors. best defense in the NBA, by the way. Raptors. Yep. Doesn't say how. Uh, their average, their defensive rating is one hundred seven. They're only allowing forty seven points in the paint. Like, yeah, man. They're twelve and two, by the way. Like the, I didn't like, realize they were doing that. Like, case. like, I'll, I'll yeah, because they're a boring franchise. They're in Canada. They have the most boring superstar in the. Drake in the hasn't league. been out there hyping them up. That's actually why. Drake's been on tour. That's. <laughs> you want to actually know why? And this is not a lie. That's why people aren't paying attention to the Raptors right now. Because um, Drake is on tour. Yeah, man. We need to start putting respect on the Raptors' name. And people will bring up the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks play is sustainable. Keep forgetting about the Bucks as well. But yeah, Giannis is. Probably, like, they were playing well without I'll get I'll give credit to my cousin Nick. He chose him as an MVP, and right now I would say he's the favorite. Um, they do have they they added Ilyasova, so they do have better shooters around the team, but don't think it's sustainable. The winning, they need to just add a couple more pieces, and they'll be there. All right, we're going to break. After that, we're going to talk about some NFL. We have my boy Alex Falcon coming on to talk about the rookie quarterback class. Brandon, what you got playing for us? Uh, I don't have anything. The computer's not working. God knows what's going on in the studio. Well, the, po- the people in the podcast don't even li- hear the song, so there's no point. Oh, so I'll just okay. We're listening to Maddox because Maddox. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be listening to it on my phone. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Six Man Radio. I'm your host, David Sanchez. With me, as always, is Brian Angelo. And phoning in from Gainesville, Florida, is Alex Falcon making his debut. His debut on Six Man Radio. Alex, welcome. Hi. Right, thank you for having me, guys. Hey, we don't ask anybody, so you should feel grateful. All right, Brandon. I should warn you. Alex is a Jets fan. Ooh, you're talking to two Dolphins that fans. That one hurts. You're, two do- you're talking to two Dolphins fans here. You wanted to talk about rookie quarterbacks. Wait, Jets fan from Broward? Yeah. That's how, wild. How weird. I've been brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> I blame my dad strictly. All right, well, Alex, you want to talk about rookie quarterbacks. You're obviously a Sam Darnold homer. Um, how would you assess his rookie uh, year so far? Um, I mean, I like, I like what I've seen when it's been good. Obviously, there's been some, some bad parts, but when the Jets suck, they really suck, so I'm not surprised there. 
I mean, I like how he keeps his eyes downfield, like moving around the pocket. Doesn't break out for the run until he absolutely needs to. Throws it away sometimes. I mean, there's been questionable decisions, but I definitely like what I've seen so far for the future of the Jets. I would have to agree with you like that. Uh, with that, I think the biggest deterrent uh, for Sam Darnold, and we've seen it with uh, so many rookie quarterbacks over the years, with like with Jared Goff and um, and Mitch Trubisky, is that with a defensive head coach and no weapons that first year, they will struggle and kind of you know. It kind of builds character, you know. <laughs> so um, there is talks about firing uh, Todd Bowles, uh, which I think they should, and hopefully things will get better. I, I'm I'm not gonna blame. I like, think they're just gonna accept the tank with Todd Bowles, and just like they know he's gonna lead them to the tank, like not on purpose, but he just sucks. So they're well, gonna I keep heard, him for the full season for that. Yeah, that's why I heard today that we're probably gonna keep him for the full season. Um. I would say out of all the rookie quarterbacks, though, that are playing, so I'm not going to count Lamar Jackson or uh, who's that doofus in Buffalo, Josh Allen, uh, because they haven't been playing much, one because of injury, one because he's benched, uh, that Sam Darnold is in the worst situation. Uh, he has <laughs> no offense, a lot of today school defense, n- like no weapons. So, And he's still putting in you know decent numbers here and there. Uh, let's talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield just got off his best career game so far against the Falcons at home. He threw for three touchdowns and no picks, 216 yards, 17 to 20 with a Q, uh, QBR of 151, which is n- almost perfect. Almost. Almost. Uh, Alex, what have, what have you seen from Baker Mayfield so far? And would you say he's had a better year than Sam Darnold? I just want you. I want to hear you say yes. I I would say he's had a better year than Sam Darnold. Would hope so. In far of, I mean, he's obviously the firing of Hugh Jackson and the offensive coordinator doesn't help him. Don Haley. I feel like he has more weapons and the tools to get done what he needs to do. And he's definitely nothing short of special. Everything we've seen him do in college, he's been able to do in the NFL to some extent. So, I mean, I got to give him props for props for doing. I definitely think he's done better than Sam Darnold for now. That's what I love see to see. Love to hear it. Uh, we also have Josh Rosen out in Arizona, where he doesn't get a lot of media attention out, out there. It's been kind of boring. Yeah, he's safe down there in Arizona. Yeah, he is. Uh, nothing notable so far. He's kind of had an average rookie year, uh, completing around 50, 55% of his passes. Uh, Six touchdowns, eight interceptions. Yeah, not kinda great. Stinks. And he, and it, that, I thought he would have probably, I, before the season, I thought he would be have the best season. Not necessarily winning, but in terms of uh, stats and uh, just the eye test, because he does have a good running back in David Johnson who can catch the b- uh, ball out of the backfield. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's been consistent his whole career. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald does like forty though. Yeah, have to but, take that into but account. he's been like he's been good. I'm just saying. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to wait on Josh Rosen again, like how we'll have to wait with Josh Allen because he plays for a joke of a franchise that is the Buffalo Bills, like we agree. Um, Peterman's done out here, finally. Yeah, Peterman got released. What do you think about that, Alex? you think he can get a job in New York? Um, I doubt it. Peterman's actually my uh, roommate's quarterback from high school. So it was fun to watch with that going on in the house. Wait, did but, Peterman man, go to Gibbons? He went, no, he went to uh, some high school in Jacksonville. Oh, other roommate. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, other than that, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, our betting corner. Alex, you said you wanted to grill me for my locks. Uh, let me have it. I'm here. Um, I'm just saying I don't really watch much of the NBA, so I just take Sanchez's word on this. If uh, Sanchez ever gives you an NBA lock, just make sure to do your own research because uh, I think I'm, what, 0 for 3 on your Just pick. bet the opposite. That's all you got to do. <laughs> no, I think you're 1 for 2. The one, lost, the one bet I told lost. you guys to make, no one wanted to listen. I think yeah, I, the Pacers lost, the Bucks lost, and the Warriors lost, on the, or at least didn't cover the spreads on all the ones you gave me. I'm pretty sure is what happened. Yeah, I'll give you that one. The NBA has been rough, man. The NBA has been weird this year. I don't. I know you don't much about basketball, so we won't, you know, get into it too much. But let's talk about one of your bets right now, because as I, I, I I'm watching on my computer, so maybe a little behind. The Jets, the Giants are down three right now with 135. You are a bookie, so here's your time to advertise. Uh, my, your bookie stance, uh, in case anyone wants to sign up. Uh, how's the bookie life been for you? Uh, I mean, Bes- you good. know, besides me, because I'm giving you free money. Um, the book does always win. Don't Facts. What you read, the 
the book always wins, but I mean, people have been winning money. So if you want some free money and you want to sign up and play Sports 365, get in touch with me. Use um, code Six Man Radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, this was a lot of fun. I hope you have you on the show again, and I'll uh, talk to you and hit us. All right, sounds good, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Peace out. Whew. I feel like we have a. I feel like there was a lot of uh, a lot of things I want to talk about in the NFL, but I kind of pulled just lost them all. There. Right, I want to talk about the Eagles or the Eagles Cowboys game I saw last night, and this is something that hasn't been addressed until now. Which is the Eagles were dead set on adding a wide receiver on the deadline. Correct. They got Golden Tate for what a third round we said. Yeah. The Eagles have no running game. And this is going to be a huge deterrent to them going forward because they're going to be a passing team. Like we saw we saw yesterday, they were chasing the game the whole time. The Cowboys had the lead the whole time, and, and it was just kind of went back and forth. They're kind of predictable. Yeah, no, they have – who even small, is playing running Smallwood, Clement, and Adams. Uh, and none of them have been able to make yuck. a dent in the uh, no, as a, as a primary back. No. Uh, obviously, LeGarrette Blunt got injured, but he always does. So did uh, uh, what? I have no idea what's going on in the studio right now. That sounded like some aliens honing yeah. into us. Um, uh, uh, Jai got hurt too. That's what I just said. Oh, just keep on going. That <laughs> that really threw me off. I don't know what that was. All right, let's talk about the Saints. They put up fifty on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, Drew Brees is having an MVP year. Like I said, he would last week. He would be the favorite after the, they beat the Rams, which was not my lock of the week. I thought I was about to say it was. It was mine, and I picked the Rams. Did you? Rams lost. Yes. Okay. In we case should, you didn't know. We need to listen back to our shows to get our records. Nah, you do have, we, we have a Wawa bet on this. My, my, mine's bad. It's not good. Couldn't be worse than mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have one. Uh, the Saints are balling. They haven't lost since Fitzpatrick lit them up. They just signed Brandon Marshall, too. They just signed Brandon Marshall. They said, fine, Dez won't work. Sorry. Boom, give take us, Brandon give Marshall. Another, give us another Wash veteran wide receiver. We're going to pick him up. I'm down with that. Uh, Kamara's an animal. Ingram's an animal. Michael Thompson. It just looks easy to them. Would you have them as your Super Bowl favorites right now? Mm, knowing Mahomes. I want to stick with the Rams, but their offense just looks unbelievable right now. It's just really not fair. Between when you have Kamara and Ingram in the backfield and then Drew Brees throwing the Michael Thomas is all you need. So it's like their it's defense, really I know defense fair. doesn't mean anything in the NFL anymore, but their defense is decent too. Defense matters the Rams when you get the playoffs. Ha- the Rams have been winning, but they're winning a lot of close games, which yeah, is It was worrying. a close one yesterday against Seahawks, which is kind of interesting. Um Seahawks should have Russell Wilson had that guy open on that fourth. That was And he could have ran it too. I, he had two surefire options okay, and overthrew him. That is exactly what I was thinking. I was they showed the angle from like his back afterwards and I was like, there's so much open field over there. He only needed like There was uh, over a minute left too, so don't worry about killing the clock. Yeah, You're inside the red I, zone after I was that. confused about that too, even though he had him wide open, so he should have just hit him. I mean, what That's else trash. is going around the league? Uh, Patriots got smacked by the Titans. I I did not want to bring this on the sh- on the show because I know you, I would kind of feed off your energy and say that the Patriots are done, but this happens every year, so I'm not worried about the no, Patriots. No, no, you won't feed off my energy doing that because I'll never say that. I'm, I I've seen the Patriots do it way too much to ever consider them down and out. So that loss was nothing. In, but, in reality, but that Tom loss was Brady nothing. Brady looks really limited. He looks extremely limited. Like, yes. like he'll he's still an accurate passer. The schemes are still good, so he's still gonna get that wide open receiver every single time. But man, you blitz you you blitz that quarterback, you blitz Brady, and that's that's always been one of his weaknesses though. When he's got pressure on him, he does not like to get. But hit. it's kind of to an extreme right now because of his obviously yeah, he's obviously he's, he's an old Asian. man now. He's an old yeah okay we know that, and, and he's never been known for his out of pocket expertise but nope I don't, I don't think that would be a his point of expertise i still i mean i just yeah, it doesn't even matter but it's that loss is okay this it's is gonna why, be patriots and chiefs battling it out for the afc championship and this is why i want this is why i wanted to bring that up because they have three losses now chiefs still have one um chargers only have two chargers, chargers seven have and two? two yeah and those two chargers losses were good. the chiefs and the rams yeah they still play the raiders twice too uh, so easy dubs. Easy dubs. Like us playing the Bills. 
Um, I brought this up because now that the Patriots We're have, split that now, series anyway. Now so. that the Patriots have three losses, I don't see them having home field advantage at least past the divisional round. So let's say in the AFC Championship. That matters. Do you remember when they three lost years to, ago when they lost yeah, to Denver? And you know why? Miami Dolphins, baby. Of course, I know why. Last game of the year, Patriots Week coming to 17. Miami. We had nothing to play for. We beat them, kick them out of home field advantage. You're welcome, Denver. And that was Peyton Manning should send us a Super Bowl ring. He should. Dolphins have half a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> that's it's just. Oh, hey, that's what I'm gonna take. Put that. Put the. Put the banner in the rafters. That's yep. on. Also, no, we now have a full Super Bowl ring because I was talking about this the other day with Thomas, my dear friend, who is an Eagles fan. We gave them JHI for like nothing for a so fifth round pick. He was nice enough to say we get half a Super Bowl ring for that. So we have one Super Bowl ring. So just we, based we on make the two halves. You put, you put them together. We got a Super Bowl ring down Did in Miami. Did Wes Walker ever win a champ? No, he lost that in 2011. Yeah. Because that would be another one. One and a half. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it's probably going to go through Kansas City. And Kansas City. Not probably, a nice prob- place to play. It's kind of scary like, down there. Kind of like the, the Red Star Belgrade of the NFL. <laughs> I don't know about all that. but It's a hard place. So they have one of the I best mean, fan bases in the, in the Yeah, no, the it's league. the hardest place to play in the NFL. It's just Red Star Belgrade scares me. But then, like, it's a, it's it's basically, hey, let's say how it is. He's basically a rookie quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. This is his yeah, first essentially, quarter. yeah. So how we, how, like, we've seen offensive teams do so good in the regular season, but kind of digress in the playoffs when it gets more into their the tactical points. And their defense too. is porous. Their defense is porous. And, yeah, you can say it doesn't matter because, you know, Mahomes in that offense. But Tariq yeah, but you hard. also got to think the Patriots don't have a good stops. defense. You have to make stops. Patriots don't have a good defense either, though. That's the only reason the Chargers we have, have hope. The Chargers have a decent defense. They do. I don't think this so AFC... Are you going with the Chargers? I think this AFC is more open than we David think. David Sanchez locked no, for the no, AFC no, championship. No, no, no. <laughs> I was about to say your San Diego Chargers. However, it's your Los Angeles Chargers. I think I just said Chargers Ew. now. What? Oh, you were going to say San Diego. I was going to say San Diego, but they're they're not out there. I think we, we are going to see one of... The most interesting playoff series is on both sides, because I don't think we can pick out a definitive winner. Like years past, we can probably say Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl. The NFC, it's always someone different. Um, last year was awful in the NFC because it what was it? It was it was Nick Foles versus Case Keenum. Case it Keenum, was the dope. NFC Championship, and Case Keenum got blown out. It was a wash. I'm telling you, I, I hope we get some historic matchup like Drew Brees versus Brady in the Super Bowl, but... You don't want to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate it. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Just because, for this reason, I thought they were just doing awful this season, really. They're 6-2-1. and one. They're just one of those teams who are just, they just always glide into the playoffs and they just always end up there. And it kind of just pisses me off, just because I can't experience that. They just like they end up. They're gonna make the playoffs no matter what. They don't pretty even much need, every season. They don't even need Le'Veon. I yeah. So is Le'Veon not? He's not. He's done for the year. He's not coming back. Unreal. Do My you like guy. That? I love it. I love it too. Get your bag, homie. That's what I mean. Get like your bag. people don't get. Like you also should be mad Look at the DeMarco Steelers Murray. too. Look if at DeMarco they, Murray. Yeah. Exactly. Especially at the running back position. Like it's so easy to just get hurt. He could have played this year, blown out his knee, and that's his career right Bro, there. Bro, I Go saw. Go get your contract. I saw. Oh, what's it? James Conner. Someone asked him, like, how are you healing, dealing with the load? He's like, oh, I'm built for this. I'm like, oh, you're so naive. You're so naive. <laughs> three years down the road, you're going to be ask done him, out Ask you. him the same question in three or four years. Yeah. God. Um, I, 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 it, as a fan, I don't like it because I want to see Le'Veon Yeah, play. obviously. But 100%. You like, can't be mad at him for it. Look just... what happened to Isaiah Thomas, man. Yeah, bro, you could look at Different so sport, many Different sport, but it's the same case it. scenario. And it's like, I, be mad at the Steelers because they won't give him his contract. Like, they're the one franchise take is ridiculous. That they can just hold on to him for a year at a time and stuff like that. It's it's not fair. It, I don't think it should be allowed even. Because it's just, it's it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not fair to the players. Um, 100% agree. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's working out for both sides. I mean, the Steelers are still doing it. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers are fine with it. And I, I, I guess they're probably... They could still give him another franchise. It's the franchise. There's the franchise tag. The franchise. Don't know what the other one's called. But they can give him another franchise. Something transition like a, tag. Transition, transition tag. tag. So they that, give him the transition kinda, tag. It's kind of like a restricted free agent in the NBA. So if someone offers him uh, a contract, the Steelers would have to would have the option to match it. Yeah. 
that'd be that'd be amazing if they match it and he sits. Yeah, then he just end up sitting again. That's why I don't think they're gonna. I feel like the the relationship is, is gone. It's non-existent at this point. So they're probably just gonna say, whatever, go have your fun. Giants just go for Le'Veon. Giants just won. You know? Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, like at the last second, they yeah. just won. The Niners were driving down the field and they had like a. They're like on the thirty yard line, and they just had kind of like a last ditch effort. Oh, I thought they scored a touchdown to win it. Um, do you know where Le'Veon was training uh, during this time? Where he wasn't in Pittsburgh? Miami. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that. No, I just. just, just oh, want, you're just making sure I'm informed. Just want to throw it out there. Okay, I respect. Just that. want to throw it out there. Uh, I'm just assuming that's his favorite city in the U.S. Then, I mean, if that's where he's been spending his time. Oh, that's what you're implying. It's, just, it's, just, it's interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, out of Le'Veon's sake, I hope he doesn't come. To he would hate it here. No, he would love it. Well, is there anything else you'd like to talk about around the league, NBA, NFL, pop culture, before we uh, sign off? There has to be something more. I, I mean, Dallas Cowboys won, really but don't think it's sustainable. I'm trying to think if there's anything that. interesting at all. Not even just basketball, football, anything like that. But I, just, I don't think there's anything too interesting to talk about. Yeah, it's a Monday night. We have class tomorrow. Oh, wait. There was a push of tea performed over at Camp flog no uh title the creators festival and the whole crowd started chanting f drake Love it. and <laughs> the audio not the audio technician the whoever was handing the visuals behind there uh tossed it, it up, up on yeah, the screen f drake um and i mean that's just beautiful i'd love to see th- that they'll be boys in a year uh they won't be um but then pusha came out afterwards and was like i didn't tell him to do that like i don't want to do that like I would come out and say if I wanted to say something, like he's been pretty straightforward throughout yeah, this entire he, beef. Like if he wanted to say something, now's, say it. now's not the time to to back off. Yeah, you're already is, in there. Which is why, like, I he's not lying about it. Like he, you could tell the person just tossed it up there because everyone was screaming it in the crowd. But Drake was stupid to hop back on the shop and talk about that and get it reignited. And also, I hate everyone saying that Pusha can't let go of this beef and everything when Drake was the one who brought it back to life by hopping on the shop. So, shout out my boy, Pusha. That's all all I have to say. That'll do it for this week's episode of Six Man Radio. We'll be back Friday afternoon to talk about the weekly stories. Maybe have another guest. At this point, we might just go three episodes with a high-profile guest. Who knows? Oh, and if you want to to hear a specific person uh, as a guest on our show next episode, please give us a shout. I'll do my best to get them on the show. I'll use my connections. Give a quality shout. You can tag them. You can send it their way. Just let them know. As long as they have a blue check mark. That's all we care about. If you don't got cloudy, get off, get off my show, man. All right, that's it. Until next week, Brandon. Peace. It's sunny in it. Six, 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 six.